1240 WJOL. Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show. Brian is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and success coach. Are you ready to move your vision forward and be inspired every Wednesday a little afternoon? Here is your host, Brian P. Swift. Good afternoon and happy hump day. I hope you're enjoying the day. It's 47 degrees out. More importantly, it is sunny. So that is awesome. I would tell you to get out today because I hear tomorrow we're supposed to get all three of our four seasons in one day. Uh, though our forecast is wind, rain, and snow. So get out today and enjoy it any way you can. Yes, this is the Quad Father. You are listening to All Things Inspirational. Again, every Wednesday, little afternoon, I'm excited to be here. I'm surrounded by pretty women, and that's why I do radio, because I have a face for radio, but it still draws in a great crowd. So I'm here with a, a guest that was here two weeks ago, which was awesome, uh, Dawn Plotz. She is an amazing coach, leader, uh, in, inspiration. And her insights are are absolutely amazing. We also share in common that we were both uh, fans of John Maxwell and have been mentored through his system, which is a fantastic system. So I hope you're having a good day. And on to a, a quick quote, which, as you know, I enjoy. So clarity is power. Create an honest assessment of where you are is the key to moving forward. And I think the two words there are honest. And if you want to move forward, you have to be honest with yourself. And I know a lot of us struggle with that, being honest with ourselves. But it truly is the key to moving forward. Dawn, your thoughts? Brian, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be back. Honesty with self, I think, is where it starts. You know, a lot of times the first thing I thought of when you said that was, uh, that self-reflection of success. You know, a lot of times, especially when we're coaching and in the entrepreneurial world, people are always reflecting based on, you know, their productivity or their performance or what they've achieved, right? And if you are not being honest with yourself, that's the only thing that essentially matters. You know, I, I have a checklist that I do with clients as far as success is concerned. And it's, I am being successful when, when what, when what happens, right? Because because right. everybody's threshold of success is a little bit different. But that self-reflection, that honesty, that self-examination of where am I really is a lot of times the difference maker between moving forward or staying stuck. Exactly. And one of the things I know we were going to talk about was self-reflection. And how much self-reflection matters. Because I, I think it's an integral part of self-improvement. If you don't admit that you're stuck, like you said, or admit that you need help in a certain area, you won't be able to move forward. You won't be able to get that help. I think it helps us be more mindful and gain clarity on our goals and focus really what matters in life when you take this time to be self-reflective. So, I think it's important for people, not just entrepreneurs or business people, but uh, husbands and wives and, and people mm -hmm. to take time, make it a habit of self-reflecting. Um, we can better understand ourselves 
and the choices we make. I, I think this leads to improvement in relationships, improvement in career performance. Uh, I think it can strengthen a relationship at home. Uh, I think it could create better parenting, uh, even better relationships with your friends and coworkers. What do you think? A- absolutely. So if you were to take that same analogy that I just gave as far as that narrowing the focus because you want faster growth in whatever channel it is. You and I both know through our coaching practices that every aspect of your life impacts every other aspect of your life, right? If your finances are are miserable and you're struggling, you go to work with this anxious energy and the weight of the world on your shoulders and you come home and it impacts your relationship with your wife and your children. And then you start to forego things that were healthy, like going to the gym. And so all of a sudden it becomes this snowball effect, right? And so when we narrow our focus and we can identify the variables that we need to change, because what I see happen often is people try to change so much all at once and it just sets them up for failure. It really, truly does. So make a list, narrow that focus. You're going to see faster growth in all of the channels of your life. If you are to gauge, you know, if you take your, your life, for example, and we use a wagon wheel concept and you say finances on a scale of one to 10, where am I? You know, health on a scale of one to 10, where am I? My marriage, you know, my, So you take all of those big facets of your life you have to and break them scale down. them, and then you look at it and go, oh my gosh, you know, this is, this is where I have the greatest deficit. So what, what would be my measure of success here? Uh, when I'm a fully engaged spouse, you know, when I can unplug from work at five o'clock and spend that time with my spouse and my family, you know, what... The big question is, I I know I'm being successful when, in whatever capacity, you're trying to improve or make improvements. You know, we, over the past couple of years, the challenge for so many is that everything has bled into everything else. 100%. There's been no boundaries. No, 100%. And your wagon wheel is my, I use the Olympic rings when I try to provide clarity for someone because, as you said, one affects the other. So if you look at, if you think about the Olympic rings, they're all attached, right? So if you, in the top, put, you know, relationship with spouse and family, and in the, the next column, you put finances, and then down below, you put work and maybe community is the mm-hmm. next one. Whatever are in those rings, health maybe in the last one, whatever in those rings, as you said, you have to be mindful and mindful and be self-reflective because mm-hmm. I don't find it very successful to have three of them going well and two of them horrible. For me, I need them all chugging along. Even if it's not great success in any one of them, I think as long as you're taking steps to improve them all, yeah. it for me, that's a place of comfort knowing I'm take, I, I, I know what I have to do next. Right. And I'm doing it. It could be as simple as I know I'm successful when I walk through my house and my rooms are all in order, right? 100%. It's it's that calm, that state of mind for me. Or I know, you know, I'm being successful in this area in my life when I don't have to worry about money or I don't have to worry about the time that I'm dedicating to charity or helping others 
because I have that time, that that allocation of sure. time in, in my calendar. And time is our greatest commodity. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. So what is it for you, for the individual who's listening to this, what is that measure of success? Uh, I'm successful when I lose these 30 pounds that I've been complaining about for the past year and a half. What is that measure right now that that'll help you find the clarity in that improvement that you're trying to make. And and it's funny because when I work with individuals that are are struggling with their health and, and weight loss and I ask them a question and you know that they're not being truthful, right? Sure. I, you have to pause and stop and say, okay, this is not about me. This is yeah. not my, I don't own those 30 pounds. I don't, I don't own whatever's going on. This is all about you. And the only person that you're deceiving, you know, don't, don't worry if you ate the donut, give yourself grace and permission. Well, or just own up, own right? Up. I, I, I blew it. I had a bad day, <laughs> right? I blew it. I had a bad day and, and yep. now move on because yeah. being stuck on that, which we're human, it's going to happen um, and either own up to it because once you start to bury it and find excuses, you fall right back in the same reason you probably have 30 pounds on, right? You made an excuse to do this, then you made an excuse to do that because I don't believe people have bad years or bad months. I believe it starts out with a bad decision, right? which leads to another bad decision. Right. And now you've had a bad day and you let a bad day turn into two bad days. And instead of stopping it by either being honest with yourself or maybe reaching out to a friend or a coach or sitting down and being self-reflective, you allow that to tumble into a bad week, which leads to two weeks, which leads... The fastest way that I have learned to help somebody course correct quickly is journaling. Okay. If you want to improve your finances, journal every penny you spend. Like, you'll stop and think about that. Think about the amount of times that you sit down at the computer and just use your debit oh, card. Or you go, you drive through Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts and use your app, right? If you stop to record every single one of those moments, you'll quickly go, oh, I got to record this. All right, forget yeah. it. <laughs> or even weight, weight release, right? Same thing. Sure. Record everything that you're doing. It's the greatest tool in your back pocket, and it's simple, that will help to redirect your intentions. I don't know if you remember the, the John, Ma one of the things, I don't know if it was John Maxwell or, or one of the other people that work with him did to help people understand the difference between busy and productive. And I've done this with one of the clients. I, I gave them a couple sheets of paper that had every 30 minutes on it throughout the course of 24 hours. And I said, every 30 minutes, write down what you're doing. And you'll be amazed if you do this three days in a row or at least three days during the week, you will see whether you're truly productive, right. whether you're busy, and whether you're, you know, whether you're kidding yourself or, you know, this is a great way to be self-reflective because now you have to own that. That is your paper. You wrote down what you're doing just briefly, and it is tough to do, but it, you talk about really being self-aware. Mm -hmm. Those things truly, just like journaling, which I know is growing, and a lot of people absolutely love, love it. Um, 
do. And if that's what gets you on the right path, I, I'm all for it. There's, uh, as we were talking about self-reflection, uh, a lot of times right now, especially a lot of clients or business partners uh, that I'm you know, acquainted with will have a variety of different things that they are producing revenue streams in, right? Sure. So the attention is divided because they are working their full-time job and they have a, a side business or a side hustle. Then they have some affiliates and they're picking up all of these different, you know, revenue streams. And rightfully so in today's marketplace, I, it's it, there's no denying that the average person has, you know, multiple revenue streams. Where I find that they're most divided is the time that they're spending. And more often than not, they're putting an investment of time into things that are very unproductive for them or they're not fruitful. And so there's an exercise that I will usually have someone do is write down all of the different revenue streams that you're producing. You know, is it a book? Is it a podcast? Is it affiliates? You know, what are the different projects or things that you're doing that are generating income and then scale them, you know, on a table of one to three, right? Three being your highest income, one being very low income, give everything a, a variable. And then the big question is, is it aligned with your values? Right. Yes or no? If it's a no, if it's not aligned with your values, the likelihood is you shouldn't be dedicating time there. So this is a really powerful way to self-reflect on where I should be dispersing my time, especially when it comes to earning. Uh, as no, an entrepreneur awesome. and that's, then they score themselves that's a great idea you know and then from the scoring system we can really eliminate because where they're investing their time a lot of times in things that aren't fruitful over a long term right i mean you can't do sure. something once and say oh that wasn't that didn't work it's kind of like exactly. marketing right but over a period of time if something's not proving to be fruitful we can quickly eliminate those things so that they can free up precious time to dedicate to things that are you know providing them more abundance and that are directly aligned with their values awesome i love the idea um i'm going to throw out an offer and then we're going to go uh listen to a quick commercial of our sponsors so if you're listening and you would like to get a copy of my last book developing true grit just shoot me an email to bswift62 at comcast.net. Again, it's B-S-W-I-F-T 62 at comcast.net. Just send me your address. Send me any note, any thoughts you have about the show, and I will send you a copy of my last book, Devel Developing True Grit. And now a word from our sponsors. 40 WJOL. Welcome back. This is Brian Swift, a.k.a. The Quad Father. And again, an offer for you. Just shoot me an email. Shoot it to bswift62 at comcast.net, and I will send you a free signed copy of Developing True Grit. It, it will help you get through your self-limiting beliefs. It'll help you become unstuck. It'll help motivate you. It'll help create clarity. So if you're looking to become unstuck, if you're looking to get beyond your self-limiting beliefs, develop a little more confidence, shoot an email, bswift62 at comcast.net. 
So we're going to get back to a little bit of self-reflection because I, I think it's just such a, a, you don't hear a lot of conversation about it. But as a coach, both Dawn and I deal with self-reflection because I believe it is one of the things that helps these helps you as whether that be a new entrepreneur or just getting into a new stream of income helps you accurately assess where you're at, what you're doing, and how to move forward in a faster way. Because I think it gives you the it gives you the opportunity to identify areas where you could use additional training or resources to improve your performance. So I think it also gives you it, it allows you to view yourself objectively so that you can scrutinize your own work without allowing your ego and emotions to get in the way. And I think that's extremely important to be honest with yourself if you really want to move forward in the best way you can. So Dawn, is this a big topic you talk with some of your Oh, absolutely. With? Absolutely. We um, most clients will have triggers or insecurities, doubts, you know, attacking stories that are keeping them from living in their potential. There was a study I actually was reading about the other day and it was like the biggest aha moment for me and the study was determining the you know the predictive qualities of success in an individual and do you know what the number one predictor of success was according to the study are they coachable no believe it or not it wasn't it was optimism it the there's two qualities that the study revealed okay in the form of optimism one that individuals that were highly successful had very unrealistic expectations that they would be successful and number two they tried more things they persisted until uh, until they reached whatever goal it was but the number one predictor of success is optimism so i constantly think about that you know since i've learned that concept and you know when you're in conversations with people a lot of times it's that self-doubt it's that pessimism it's that negativity it's that but (laughs) you know I want this but or that would be nice but or I wish I could do more but that negating your mind we have a million year old brain and we have to relinquish those buts we truly do because your mind cannot hold on to negating beliefs it can't believe you're going to achieve something and then too conflicting hold on to a but so when you're holding on to those conflicting thought patterns the likelihood is you're never going to achieve that which you want true that's and that's also because i i think a lot of people who say they're optimistic or they say they're not they're they're not a pessimist subconsciously are beating themselves up and subconsciously is subconscious where a lot of that doubt, a lot of that self-talk just comes in back of your head. Like like somebody standing there back, they're going, really? Can you? Are you sure? Probably not. Right. I don't think you can. You don't have enough education. Why would you do this? It never works. You're being, I mean, it just bombarded, bombarded, bombarded. And that's not even considering the news out there and, and, and the 
just the indoctrination of the negativity in our world, mm -hmm. just the negativity in our subconscious. And here's the good news. So I have practiced NLP neurolinguistics program for years. I've studied it more recently and you can change the way you think. Our brains are malleable, which means they can change. Mm -hmm. And as a coach, I work on that with people probably more than anything else is getting them to think different. Mm -hmm. You know, it, instead of a stumbling block, it's a stepping stone. It's how you look at it. I, I mean, it, it's just how you look at it. You can't change negative things that happen in our life and in our world. But what you can change is how you perceive them, right. how you react to them, how you respond to them. And that is something that you need to intentionally work on. It just doesn't happen by reading a book. It just doesn't happen by saying, I'm going to be more positive and I'm going to read a positive quote. Mm -hmm. It is way deeper than that. So that is probably one of the bigger things I work on with people is to change the way they think, change their mindset, and not just say it. But, I mean, I, I just, Ali will go as deep as, you know, the, put up a vision board with just and remind yourself. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, it, 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 even a, a, a deeper level is who you're surrounded by. Mm -hmm. You know, because you may be trying to change, and I have people that I work with that they're trying to change and get out of this self-limiting belief, self-doubt world, but they live or they surround themselves with people mm -hmm. that... All they all they do is bring that down, and I'm sorry, you're the sum of five people or yeah, six people right? that you surround yourself with. I don't mean live with, but those people that you decide are going to make an impact on your life. Who are they? Mm -hmm. And that's why I say I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room, because if I'm the smartest guy in the room, I'm in trouble yeah. because I'm not the sharpest tool. I want people that will challenge me. I want people that will inspire me. I want people that will teach me and help me grow. So you've got not just only to change your way of thinking, sometimes you've got to maybe help change the people around you that were their way of thinking mm -hmm. or get new people or that you, you surround unplug. yourself with. Yeah. I mean, it just is what it is. You got to unplug yourself from the equation. It, you, when you And I've had to do that several times throughout the course of my life. And it wasn't for lack of caring or adoration or love for the people that I had relationships with for, for decades. Right. It was that I needed to grow and I, I needed to constantly put myself in a position where I wasn't the smartest person in the room, where I was uncomfortable, where I was pursuing that level of excellence I wanted for myself. I, I have this conversation with my 17-year-old daughter all the time when it comes to even you know playing softball over the past couple of years. I said, you don't want to be the best player on the team. Like, you're on the wrong team then. <laughs> you know, the only way you're going to stretch your talents, your abilities, your mindset, your creativity is by the network of people that you surround yourself with. And if we're still sitting in our homes behind computers, we're still so very limited to the reach and the scope of of what we have the ability one to achieve and the relationships that we can create. I look back on 
it's really funny because we always say hindsight's twenty twenty, right? And you, I think of all those moments where begrudgingly, now naturally by character, I'm an introvert, believe it or not. So there's a lot of times that there's networking events or different things that I I have this push-pull, this inner dialogue that's going, oh, I really don't want to go. Oh, how can I get out of this? Oh, oh, maybe I'll go next time. Uh, My... extrovert self which most people would probably describe me as an extrovert has tremendous spirited debates with my introvert (laughs) self right because i totally do hey i can set up all these plans and then the day before yeah i don't know yeah sounded good a week ago or two weeks ago right (laughs) i committed to that i know i committed to it man it sounded good back then but i just don't know now and i have that battle and I'm, I'm, I think most people would say you're an extra, that I'm an extrovert, but I still have that battle. And I don't know if it's something that has happened since 2000 with COVID, where you've yeah. just got this comfort level and I'm not sure what it is. I hate it. I don't like it. But every single time you make that move forward, it's paid off. Right? Oh, 100%. It, there's always love once you get there. Right? Yeah. It's like once you get there, you're like, oh, I'm glad I did. I'm you know, darn. You've made a new connection. Darn introvert. Why is he? Was, <laughs> I got to get rid of him because I really enjoy it. But it, it's funny because so many people have that alter ego side of them that it's, and you know what it is? It's that self preservation, right? It's that fight or flight. Do I, don't I? And, you're always trying to protect yourself from, you know, feeling inadequate or looking stupid. I mean, at the end of the day, we all make moves that are going to make us feel good about who we are. Whether it's, you know, we go to the store and we find something on sale and you come home and you tell your spouse, look at this. Like now, now you're like, frugal and you had a sale and it was a win. So anything that essentially makes you look or feel like you've accomplished. We never want to put ourselves in situations where we're feeling less than. And that's that little, you know, alter ego telling us, well, maybe this isn't your thing. Or maybe you're not cut out for this. Or maybe. Yeah, and sometimes I just think, you know, are you is it that lazy bone that you kind of got from those two years of COVID? Because, you know, it's not like I'm worried about feeling stupid. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not, you know, not being the smartest in the room. I'm okay, so okay with a lot of those things, but it still happens. But you're right. The more you fight through that and go, the more you realize that you're the way you are. For me, that extrovert itself is the way I need to drive my decisions. I can't tell you the amount of women that I speak to on a daily basis, though, that did develop some sense of social anxiety over the past couple of years. And they there was a study, and I was sharing it with um, Heather earlier about, it was a study done in 2020, and it was an entrepreneurial study. And based on the respondents that responded to this survey, 52% of them identified themselves as being burned out. 52% of the respondents from the survey in 2020 said 
that they were, had feelings of burnout. And think about it. We had to take on so many different roles, especially parents of young children who all of a sudden now are working from home and they're being teachers and doing homeschool and learning technology right and 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 some who couldn't work from home what about those people who had a job that didn't allow them to work from home and there were people out there like that and 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 to your point all of a sudden you had to become a teacher and you had to become a coach and you had to become almost a babysitter because having kids at home trying to learn on a computer because my wife's a school teacher um it isn't the, the best conditions, no matter how much parents tried, kids just, the kids got so, I'll call it gypped, there's an old world, an old, an old <laughs> word, gypped from having a good education yeah. for two years, no, no matter what you did as a parent. And it created um, social distance, incredible social distance. So we already have a generation that has grown up using technology. And so, you know, you see, you go into the, a restaurant and you see the kids all sitting around the table. And I, I've done it. I mean, I'll admit, I'm like true confessions here. You sit around the table on your cell phone and they've lost a little bit of that art form that we know as communication. Uh, and I've seen whole families, dad, mom doing it. And I'm not attached to my phone, thank God. I, I just, I've been blessed not to become attached as much as most people. But it, it is, as much as technology is good, yeah. um, it has gotten in the way of yeah. communicating yeah. and having a conversation and discussing, I don't know, I guess all the things that... I mean, I think about sitting around the dinner table at five, between 5.15 and 5.30 every day when my dad got home. Yeah. And the things you talked about, right. all that being missed, all the wisdom being shared, if Graham and Gramps were over or, or if, you know, somebody was over, all the things that got talked about, all the wisdom, all the knowledge, all that. I that, will hands down always say that the most important time in the day for me is that family dinner time. Oh, I agree. Hands down. Hands down. For everything, for the culture, for the, the the family unit, for the conversation, for the inspiration, the awareness, the connectivity, there is so much that happens at that hour that transcends what's happening in that 100%. moment. It, it'll impact those kids for for. Hundred percent, and, and it's a it's a phone free zone for me. I kids don't. I mean, if you have it on you, fine. Don't take it out. I don't <laughs> care if it. I don't care if your butt's buzzing all dinner. Ring. Yeah. I don't want it out. Yeah. I just don't want it out. This is our time, and then I force conversation on some of them. Tell me the best thing that happened today. Tell me something you learned. In, you know, whatever it may be. How was your? How did you learn something new at work? How was your class? You know, I will force conversation, yeah. whether they like it or not. You know, yeah, I do and look at me in the eyes when you talk to me, and you know, whatever that may be. Well, listen, we're going to hear another word from our sponsors again. Uh, send me an email to bswift62 at comcast.net. I, I, I will give you a free copy of Developing True Grit. Once again, if you are looking to 
develop the discipline to persevere in life or understand why naturally talented people frequently fail or develop a positive attitude, send me an email, bswift62 at comcast.net. I will send you developing true grit. And now a word from our sporty WJOL. Welcome back. This is the Quad Father. And if you are looking to figure out ways to lead yourself and looking for constructive ways to overcome fear and self-doubt, email me at bswift62 at comcast.net. I will send you a free copy of Developing True Grit. Again, I am, I am here with Dawn, who uh, is amazing in so many ways. And we're going to move from uh, our topic of that self, that, that checkup from the neck up that Zig Ziglar talks about and move on to talk about entrepreneurship and a bit of leadership because I don't believe you can be an entrepreneur without being a good leader. And I think there's three levels of leadership that I teach and talk about. And the one is you, you have to learn to lead yourself especially if you want to be an entrepreneur. The second is you have to have the ability to lead others. And I think you need that to be as successful as an entrepreneur, not just an entrepreneur, a parent or a leader in any field. And I think the third one is, and I think this one's the toughest and takes the longest to possibly develop. And some people may not ever want to develop is, the, the ability to lead leaders, um, which is, to me, the highest level of leadership. But let's talk about this influx of entrepreneurship that, that has been happening uh, possibly, you know, probably since for the last year and a half, two years. I don't want to think it happened the first year of COVID. I think people were just in shell shock on what to do. But then I think people started to figure things out. So now we have you know, this past year where I know I'm engaged, you're engaged with lots of conversations with entrepreneurs. I absolutely, I am in, in it's different markets too. It's not one specific market. I'm seeing a lot as far as course creation, you know, content creators out there, um, gurus in a lot of different industries, whether it's a social media guru and a strategist or uh, finance, health, Right. Um, beauty, like you said, there's, you know, ex uh, the exercise industry, uh, mindset. I mean, you can just keep going, right? Coaching. Yeah. Coaching. Exactly. The sky there's is the limit. There's a lot of people that have realized that they have skills and talents that they can bring to the marketplace. And you're seeing a flood to the industry. The hard part is cutting through the gurus and figuring out really who can add the most value to me. You know, as far as resources, as far as experience, as far as expertise, because right now, and I even have found myself listening to different people because people are so much more accessible now. Oh, definitely. Everybody's gone to Instagram. And, and like you said, who? Who, who? is that person? Right. Just like the question, well, what's the best social marketing to use? Social, what social media should you use? 
and there's differing opinions, although a lot of them have the same two or three. But, I mean, I, I, I probably don't even know all the social media and marketing avenues out there that are being developed as we move forward. But I think the who is important because if I see one more, I have the blueprint, three-day blueprint to get you 25 clients. I'm tired of these people throwing this stuff out there. It doesn't happen. And and I'm sure they're getting people to buy their blueprint. Um, but some of them are unbelievable. Stop, you know, I can uh, stop fear in, in a week. I can teach you how to get rid of all your fear. and It just doesn't happen. I mean, there's so many booklets, courses, blueprints. How do you cut through it? Co- you know, uh, you know, master classes, master classes on, you know, get your business up and running. Um, you know, I made $10,000 in one month, get your business up and running in 30 days. I'm sorry it doesn't happen. <laughs> and I appreciate a good lead funnel. I really, truly appreciate somebody who has the skill, the know-how, the talent that can give me a step-by-step guide of what's worked, right? Traditionally for them, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for me. So there's so many free resources out there (laughs) that it's really hard to disseminate where do I spend, you know, good money. Do I buy a course? You and I talked about that. Or where do I invest my time? We have to remember that time is also a commodity. It's an investment. And so what I've done is I've narrowed it down to what are the two areas that I feel I still need to grow the most right now, right? right? Is it social media strategy? And, you know, what is that other piece to the puzzle for me it's search engine optimization and you know all the website and funnel traffic and everything so those were two of the areas that I felt that I needed and they correlated but I needed the most growth so I said you know what for the next 90 days for the next six months I'm only listening to these two people so I'll dial into you know whether they're running a podcast or what you know free content that they're delivering on Instagram because otherwise you could be overwhelmed with the oh amount of gosh. resources that are out there and and like you said there's so many different marketing channels today i i always say and i work with entrepreneurs every day and i have i have a team of entrepreneurs What's funny to me, though, is everybody seems to follow the same streams of marketing. They're all on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. And I'm a big proponent of automation. Like, it has to be automated so that I am not constantly living my life on social. So that's been a big mission of mine for the past couple of years is automate as much as possible so that I don't have to be on constantly. But what we're not doing is we're not exercising good practices of maintaining an email database and cultivating that clientele and adding value and pouring out. You know, all of these social channels are great. YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. Sure, LinkedIn and and keep going, right. LinkedIn, you know, and, and one of the areas this year specifically that I'm focusing more effort is going to be on building my YouTube channel and my Pinterest channel, believe it okay. or not, because they're search engines. They're okay. they're not victim to the same type of algorithms that we're dealing with in the social media world. But affiliates, you know, family friends, these are all still incredible marketing mediums that most people don't use because we've gotten into this post and pray method. <laughs> 
Yeah, nope, you're right. And I think, especially from the rejection end, you know, the worst thing is to hit your family members up with this is what you're doing and, and, and probably feeling pretty good that, you know, they'll support you somehow. And then getting that backhand of, what are you doing? Is this one of those schemes? Is this one of those? I, I mean, I've seen so many people just back down because it's like, I don't want to ask my family to buy another thing. I Nobody's telling you to ask your family to buy another thing. I, I mean, there you know, this uh, new affiliate marketing out there, obviously it is here to stay and, and, and it is grounded in some... And, and a great foundation if Nike's starting to go to it. Nike, Lanson, right. like there's big I mean, brands who have So fought. they're seeing right. the benefits that a lot of smaller businesses went to. And I don't know where it started. I remember my son doing it in like the way that, you know, a lot of your energy drinks did it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of your new smaller, sometimes workout gear places did it, you know, and, and the benefits were, were tiny, but I think they stumbled upon something mm-hmm. that was extremely valuable or places, like you said, Land's End, Nike, right. would not be offering affiliate marketing as a way for them to spread the word about their product line. So it's did, not going away. Did you know that 74% of consumers today are making buying decisions based on something they learned on social media channels? of consumers. That's why your big brands have finally realized that affiliate marketing is the channel right now. And that's where they're investing their dollars. The challenges for the affiliates, right? People like you and I that do also, you know, have a revenue stream in affiliate marketing to make sure that we're partnering with the right brands, the brands that are in alignment with who we are, meet our values are part of the fiber of our belief system. And I, I talk about that in one one of my articles as far as what you're looking for when you're partnering with the right brands. And it's really important to scrutinize today. Everybody wants to be part of like the brand new company that's opening, like it's ground floor well, opportunity. And I'm like, that is a big, for somebody like me who's been in this industry for 30 years, that's a big red flag for me. <laughs> it is it's new doesn't mean it, it is no i mean you gotta go i i for me i gotta look one at proven and then like you said does it align with my core values exactly exactly there's four different components that cause momentum in this industry and in this space right now whether we're talking affiliate marketing or a medium that's very similar to it it's new markets opening, right? Is is this a product or a business that's opening in a new market? So these things will cause momentum in any one of these industries. Are there new products emerging? So what are the new products that might be presented into the marketplace that would disrupt? You're looking for those disrupting products. You're not looking for another jewelry company or another shoe company or you're looking for those products that are really going to disrupt the industry that would cause massive momentum for anybody who's looking for something like this um new leaders either joining or merging success leaves clues brian right so when you see people of high integrity and morals and leadership 
investing time and effort into any type of business model, there's going to be momentum and growth there. And obviously new systems, systems allow ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And so when there's new systems being implemented, you can't duplicate a person, you can only duplicate systems. And so when there's systems being implemented that allow the average person to step in and have wins and success, that's going to cause momentum. And so if these things aren't in alignment, you know, a lot of times that's where people wind up spinning their wheels on things that aren't going to be fruitful. And that's when people are like, oh, that doesn't work. <laughs> I'll try right. And we, we have to be honest. We, I mean, there, there are companies that have been out there forever that Shackley, there are people who've made millions on it, but, you know, people might look down and go, there's no way. Or I'm just trying to think of some of the older ones that are still out there that people have made great livings on but other people tried it didn't work maybe it didn't fit their 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 core values i'm not sure but um today i mean it's endless when you look at what you can as an a budding entrepreneur or as a side gig that you mm -hmm. can get into yeah. every i mean there's nothing out there you can't whether it's investing in silver investing in gold investing you know taking on you know this this whole new role as an affiliate marketer is just amazing. And what you do and selfishly the way you develop and, and, and bring your, your team and others um, to their success is amazing. Tell people how they can get a hold of you, Dawn. Um, you just got a wealth of knowledge. I mean, the show doesn't do you justice. Um, with everything you know. So we want you to throw out how people can get a hold of you. I appreciate that, Brian. The best way, obviously, is to text me. Um, my marketing wheelhouse behind the scenes is um, gathering you know, information. And I'm going to be personally responding to anybody that does text in. Just text the word radio to 844-877-5874. That's toll-free, 844 877 5874. Just simply text the word radio and I will be more than happy to get back to you this afternoon. Awesome. And I will grab that information because I will share it when uh, we're not doing this show together um, because you're an amazing asset uh, to everybody. Thank you for coming to the show today. Um, this is uh, Brian P. Swift, aka The Quadfather again. If you want a free copy of my book, Developing True Grit, send me an email, send it to bswift62 at comcast.net. You guys have a great day. God bless. Your home for Will County's news, talk, and sports. We're 